Welcome to hell, bitch. <laughs> this is the Movies and Shit Podcast. We are here for episode two. Kelly, what is that quote from? What hidden gem, late 90s, is that quote from? <laughs> one of my favorites. One of our favorites. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Oh, hidden God, gem. It's so good. If you have not checked out Nothing to Lose, be sure to check it out. It's appropriate that we bring that up on Oscar night because that is <laughs> one of the greatest films of all time. Yep. I'm sure the Academy would agree. I am Patrick Fine and I'm one of your hosts for the Movies and Shit Podcast. This is Kelly Newman. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, we are we are your hosts. We're going to be walking you through a special Oscar show tonight. Yeah, um, we are here about I don't know what we're, about an we're, hour. We're fifty eight minutes from the beginning of the Oscars. Fifty eight yeah. minutes from. So we got to get through this so that we can get to the red carpet. <laughs> Oscars. Yeah, and we're going to be doing half before, half after. We'll be doing kind of a little exactly. review of the Oscars. Um, we are excited. Um, Oscars, obviously, ton of history. As we mentioned in episode one, Kelly and I used to be uh, tour guides. That would give a little bit of history. Yeah, Kelly, but... this is on the spot. Oh, shit. But <laughs> I'd love to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you know in the 91 years, including this year, the 91 years of Oscar history, what the three films that won all of the big five categories, big five being best picture, director, screenplay, best actor and actress, what three movies won all big five categories oh, at the Oscars? Gosh, I you could. St- I think it's more fun if I try. Yeah, to guess. hell yeah, dude, give it a but shot. God damn it! I- <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a I weird list because here's the thing: yeah. some have been nominated for all five and not won any. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things. Who you know? Does it really say anything about your movie knowledge if you know this? I don't know. It's just I've happened. Yeah. To so. Yeah, I'm so terrible with information. Okay, so now throw them out. Um, Give me three. Uh, uh, man, can I ask? Can I? Can I get clues? Ooh, or any of ooh, okay, Columbia okay, pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so because that's obviously where I worked. Yeah, no, where no, we no, worked. No. That's so. true. That's true. Good. Point. Are any of them okay. there? So one is a Columbia picture, but what it year? is way <laughs> back. It oh, is really? Way back. Man. So We're it talking- happened one night. There. Okay. That's number one. Okay. Nailed right. it already. So that's yeah. the 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 first movie to ever win the big five. Right. Oscar started in 1927 slash 1928. Yeah. They used to actually like a school year. They would overlap two years. So we're talking about maybe like the sixth, seventh Oscars ever. Okay. And a movie won all the big five categories. After that, it did not happen again until the 1970s. It was a 40 year gap really? from it happened one night, which is a fun movie, yeah, very yeah, dated, yeah. but one of the earliest romantic comedies. Clark Gable, Claudette Colbert. Then we're all the way to the 70s with one of the all-time greats, Jack Nicholson. Oh, um, this film. Uh, uh, oh, mm, I don't think I, I don't think it's going to come to me. No, okay. wait. So, I mean, give me another. Okay. That was that okay. was enough of a clue. But so, give me one more clue. Just to... Nich- Nicholson's in this movie. Yeah, and this movie. Oh, one flew over those cougars. Boom, for sure. Oh, Didn't absolutely. even need the clue. Yeah, yeah, of Didn't course. even need the clue. Yeah, of course. Two for two. Okay. Well, on not one... really. You helped me. Ah, okay. Well. One clue for each. All right, let's That's do the last This one. is America. <laughs> Damn it. This is, there are rules here. This is that's not Europe. Friends. So that's two for two. The third film, which yeah. again, I don't know that I would come up with any of these if I, if somebody hadn't told me at some point, I don't feel like these would have come out, even though I, I am pretty familiar with the Oscar right. history. But the third film, early 90s, I think 1991. Hmm. And this is a, See what kind of clue can I give for this one? Yeah, maybe not lead actor, but yeah. Else. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think mm-hmm. maybe not to this point, but at the time, the only movie that was considered a horror movie. I still think about this movie as a drama, maybe a thriller, really? but considered a horror movie. 
to win the best picture. The only horror movie considered to win the best picture. Oh. In 1991. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure I know it and I'm going to be upset, but uh, it's not, I mean, uh, great movie. You don't consider it horror. Uh, 91. It's not, it's not like a, you know how the genre of horror, like the straight horror, which is just slasher or supernatural or whatever. This is more of a thinker and like a detective put it together. Really? Almost a procedural. Well, well, I don't know if I call it procedural. Procedural, but um, had a couple drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies to my I'm mother. Trying, trying Shout to out to you. Diane Fine and yeah. Um. Um. Well, I uh, I don't know. So no, little, give me another okay, clip. So we, okay. Okay. So we'll do one more. Yep. Um. This starred the same actress who is a supporting actress in one of. My favorite westerns and your favorite westerns, another hidden gem called Maverick, starring Mel Gibson. Oh, so you're talking about, uh, uh, uh yeah, it's obviously the, uh, it's uh, not a quiet, the, place. the Demi movie. Uh, yep, I, yep. you got the director. I just, I just can't, I can't yep. come up with the words. So, this is why words I you not are be looking on a game show or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, no Jeopardy history for Say us. Say the name of the movie, go. The word you were looking for, the, the title you were looking for is The Silence. Yeah, of the lambs. Okay. Silence of the lambs. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it is a demi movie though. You had the movie. Yeah, you had of the course, movie. I knew so it. two out of three, mostly. Semi got the third one. We're counting it. These are my rules. Um, those right. are the three movies in the ninety-one year history of the Oscars. That makes sense to win what's considered the Big Five. I but would, I would not call that a horror movie in any genre. No. I've never thriller, thought of it as a thriller, horror movie. I would say thriller completely, at the most, and, yeah. or even a like a cop drama. Yeah, it's just I, I like a drama it has serial killers. Drama thriller. Yeah. Drama thriller. It's much closer to Serpico than it is to Halloween to right. me. Like of the of the Abs- oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But we just named two movies that have the big five categories yep. and we have left out I guess those are still considered the big five categories. I think those are considered the big five because general audience members are going to know who's the big actor that drives the movie, who's the director, what's right. the best picture. They're maybe not gonna know who the cinematographer is, even though that's of course very important, editing everything else. And we are on a year where they almost decided not to put on television. (laughs) It's amazing. The category of cinematography. It's amazing. For cinema. Yeah. And I know it's not popular. I know it's not sexy, but do you like, what are your thoughts? I know your thoughts are probably the same as mine and the same as everybody who, of course, they every, took it back. Every but. logical, semi-plugged-into-pop-culture-or-movies person had the same response, which is, um, okay, <laughs> so the, the response where was, um, did you pick those two categories from? The cat or those yeah. the the main two that uh, Guillermo del Toro started the the uh, the social wars about um, when he said, you know. If I am re I'm quoting here, if I may, I would not presume to suggest what categories to cut during the Oscars, but cinematography and editing are the very heart of our craft, uh, so on and so forth. It's, it's insane to me that those would even be remotely considered, uh, to not air live. Right. Um, but sure. I mean, I, I think, I think you could make the case that, I mean, okay. So Guillermo didn't want to be the one to say which ones to cut. I'll be the Mm -hmm. ones to say. Which ones? <laughs> oh, cut. now we're getting which juicy. Is just, Let's do honestly, it. Honestly, no, just sh- j- all the shorts. 
It, it yeah. honestly, the, yeah. the, and I, I even vaguely know someone that's, uh, uh, that is nominated for a short this year. And yeah, it went to it, your school, right? It, went to the she same went school? Th- through a film program that I went okay, through. Okay. But I guess the point is it's, it's, it, it is insane to think that they would keep, uh, some of the short categories, animated short, live action short and documentary, documentary short, short right. uh, and then cut cinematography and editing. Uh, it's insane. It's all irrelevant because they reversed the decision. It just goes to show they're insane. You know what? But you bring up a good point. I don't, I don't want to, you know, not uh, not be fair to the to the short directors. Yeah. But um, and and you and I have gone before to see. I don't know if we made it this year, but you know, well, much respect to those movies. But yeah. the point is, if your idea is okay, the general public won't know about cinematography or editing or whatever it may be. None of them have seen the shorts. Like yeah. we, we in LA Absolutely. have an opportunity to go to theaters and see them, yeah. but they have no horse in that race. And that's kind of the well, idea. Right. That's why that logic doesn't track. And so you have to question where did they come up with? I mean, in what universe were they? <laughs> yeah. Right. Were they? Right. Anyway. It's, it's a weird time for the, I still love the Oscars. I grew up, I, I remember the first Oscars I watched that my parents allowed me to stay up all night because from, the earliest time I can remember being a, a human being, I, I wanted to make movies. And I remember Whoopi Goldberg was hosting, and she actually said for the closing segment, for any of you young filmmakers out there dreaming of being up here on this one stage, this stage one day, I'm paraphrasing, you know, keep at it, you know, keep believing yourself and keep pushing. Yeah. And it was like this big, of course, we were like, oh my God, that's a sign. We were allowed to stay up till the end. Yeah. That's the message she sent directly to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was really Dynan cool. talking to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the bar. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to get to Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh Some God. way, we'll bring in generations or something. First I realize that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's why we started this podcast. Not for movies and shit. Star Trek and shit. But, um, but no, the Oscars obviously always considered kind of the top yeah. you know, of, of the awards you could get. And it does seem like, and we talked, I touched on this last week. It does seem like they're they're a little bit nervous. They don't want to lose, you know, the public, the public interest. People have always tuned in for these. Just the idea of suggesting a popular category, which again, they pulled that back, just like they pulled cutting this stuff out. I think they're they're very much aware of losing kind of the youth of you know, tuning in <laughs> and checking out. They're the aware of it, but they are <laughs> they're not coming up with a good solution. Like that's insane that they yeah, okay. Well yeah. what are we gonna do to fix this? And right. it's just right. Every wrong decision. I mean, I, I don't mean to uh, sidetrack, but did you catch any of the Independent Spirit Awards yesterday? No, by all means, sidetrack. So I did not. It uh, it it aired. You know, they live streamed it, and uh, I don't generally watch it. I generally, you know, am vaguely aware of who won, but I don't. Right. Um, but I just happened to be at home, and I streamed maybe the first hour of it, or or part of it, anyways. Right. And it was really fantastic. And and the the uh, biggest takeaways for me, having not uh, really watched it in recent years, um, is it is what we, what we really want in an award show. It, it is all these things that we're talking about that the Oscars are screwing up, uh, watch the independent spirit award, uh, spirit awards or watch a re, uh, broadcast of it. And you'll see that that's really what we care about. Um, uh, and okay. in the, in the, um, in the little bit that I did watch, I watched Glenn close win for the wife, which I finally watched this week. And it's very good. And she does, excuse me, a fantastic job. But um, she brought her dog up on stage. <laughs> and by brought, I mean, it just followed her. And then when she got to the uh. podium, it just stood there looking up at her. And then it even rolled over and like kind of, 
played on the ground a little bit <laughs> while she was giving her speech. And it yeah. just, uh, that would never happen on the Oscars. Not to mention that the cold open Aubrey Plaza hosted, which is great in and of itself. Oh but, yeah. Um, the cold open is a, is a kind of a short film that they made of her doing a ritual sacrifice of, uh, the kid. <laughs> I forget his name from, uh, from stranger things, the main kid oh, nice. from stranger things. And, um, and murdering him basically. And it's it just, there's, <laughs> there's so much great in that award show. And then to cap it off and I'm going to jump way ahead because we're going to talk probably about some of the Oscar nominees, but my big, um, annoyance with the Oscars this year is that if Beale street could talk is not even nominated for best picture or best director. And it won both of those awards at the independent right. spirit awards. So to not be even nominated in those two categories, I feel like there's something majorly wrong um, when we know that the Oscar uh, best picture Oscar category can be up to 10 uh, right. nominees. Right. It has been nine, I think pretty commonly for the last few years. And this year it is eight. Right. And so what do we make of that? I would love to know yeah, why this is interesting because you, you brought this up in our first episode and you mentioned that, on top of all the nominated films for Best Picture, you thought if, if Bill Street Could Talk stood out over all of those films, <laughs> and is but, but you're not the only one that's mentioned that. So a couple other podcasts you know, that, that I listen to, uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour, oh, uh, sure. Unspooled, which are some, sure. you know, they cover movies. Yeah. That's been mentioned by them, that movie. Oh, really? In particular, has okay. been mentioned by both of those podcasts with a similar thought that you had, just kind of, it's surprising that that wasn't nominated. Now you've got that in other categories. I mean, you've got that in for best documentary. They they've got the um the the one where they cover uh, Mr. Rogers, which sure. is not nominated. And yeah, a lot we of talked saw, about that last time. Just right. a huge letdown. And and I guess uh, where I come from there is that I I didn't see all of the other Oscar nominated documentaries. Right, right, right. So and a lot of people did. What leg do people. I have to stand on? But when it comes to the best, best pictures, picture, I've seen right. everything out there and obviously it's subjective, but even when you try to be objective and you go, okay, well, okay, best out of 10 then, yeah. you know, okay, yeah. yes, it is objectively a best out of 10. Right. And it's not even in that you, you really do question. Right. And what so, so to your, yeah, it. to your point, that's, that's the big one. I mean, that's the right. one that everybody's tuning in for. And like you just said, what's, what's wrong here. So again, we're rehashing a little bit what we talked about last week, but there, there is definitely a different feel now to 10, 15, 20 years ago where, for example, we'll kind of get to maybe our predictions on picks or what we think should win or, or whatever uh, that we get to here in this Oscar yeah. uh, podcast. But the idea of don't you feel like when you tuned in for the Oscars, even when you were younger, you kind of had a horse in the race for a long time. Like you'd have your favorite and you'd be like, this should win. And I guess if Bill Street could talk would be yours this year. I feel like over the last five, 10 years, I, there's a lot of films I've liked. I haven't necessarily every year had a film that I was really behind. Yeah. It's like, I want this to win. Even if it doesn't, that's okay. But like, I'm passionate about this movie. There are a lot of great films. There's always films that I really yeah. like, but I don't know that there is one this year that I'm going to be disappointed. And if it doesn't. This is an interesting take because people will probably listen to this and go, wow, he really loved that movie. And I, I did, I genuinely mm -hmm. thought it was outstanding and, and it is probably the one standout for me this year. But if it had been nominated for everything for the Oscars or at the Oscars, I would probably not be talking about it right now because I would just be, it would, it would be one of the other good movies that 
uh, is in this list right. as opposed to it being left out and me kind of really <laughs> needing to evangelize for it because it, right. it's crazy. Um, but it is, it is outstanding. And, and I, there are plenty of other movies this year that I liked as much as if Bill Street could talk that are not even nominated as well. So I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie this year. It's just one of my favorites. And it okay. is um, amongst uh, a bunch that uh, didn't get a single nomination. So one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Oscar has historically not necessarily been very kind to genre films. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I think it really is just a kind, the, that kind of idea of where the top award, we're the big one, you know, you know, for film. And we award serious films, you know, that's kind of the idea. And, and I don't know, I guess it is just that idea that you, you can't take, you know, a genre film that's fun seriously, even though maybe dark Knight, which we brought up last year is very serious and star Wars famously lost to, uh, Annie hall. And you kind of think, and I love Annie hall, by the sure. way, but, but it's kind of like, you know, which movie do kids still watch, you know, this, you know, wizard of Oz way back in the day lost to gone with the wind. And I'm, yeah, like, I'm not exactly. even really judging either one of those films, but which one do parents still show or grandparents even still show their grandkids, right? Probably wizard of Oz. Um, so it is interesting what a certain kind of movie, not just a good film, but what a certain kind of movie tends to have to win at the Oscars. At least that's been the history. There are some exceptions. I know uh, Lord of the Rings got return of the King. That was like the first fantasy film to ever win. But at the same yeah. time, it kind of felt like, okay, well, this one's been three years coming. For Are those thing. movies good? <laughs> We're not. We we could argue for an hour uh, on the Lord of the Rings as I love them and Lord you do Rings. not necessarily love them. Does it ring a bell? <laughs> you dick. But, but, but the point is, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark was up for Best Picture. And it's almost like if you're a genre film and you get nominated, that's almost the award itself it's almost like okay you got nominated as a movie that we don't take seriously even though 10 years from now people may talk about you and not talk about the winner right and i think that happens oftentimes it's almost sometimes you think man if we could reaward these 10 years later it wouldn't be as exciting people wouldn't tune in but it'd probably be more accurate list and i kind of feel that way you know black panther being up this year i feel like really is the acknowledgement yeah. For that being, you know, hey, you got nominated as a comic. And this movie. is why I hope Black Panther wins. I Man, honestly, I've thought be... about it. I've thought okay. about it. And I don't care enough about any of the other Oscar, not or the Best Picture nominees. I think with the exception of A Star is Born, which uh-huh. is kind of as a mixed reaction. I think most people, most people like it. Right. But of anybody that's really critiquing films for uh, the purpose of... Uh, figuring out what's going to win best picture. Right. Nobody's saying a star is born is going to win, but it is my favorite of the nominees by far. Um, and it does, let's not forget, have eight, um, Oscar nominations, which is a lot. Uh, the favorite has 10, but a star is born has eight. So it's really killing it in a lot of areas. And, uh, if that won, I would be thrilled because it would validate how I feel about it and why I saw it multiple times in the theaters. But aside from that, uh, I think Black Panther should win just because if 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 we're trying to um, if we're trying to make a point that uh, the times have changed and it's not just a representation uh, issue, but it is a um, genre issue, then yeah fucking black panther this give it is, to it this is so interesting because 
I agree with everything you've just said. Yeah. I did not expect you to say any of it, <laughs> which I like, because I was not prepared for that and, at and all. I, and, and it's coming more from a place of, I'm exhausted. Yeah. No. Hell, so hey, fucking hell yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. Look, I, um, I, in no way am I opposed to that. I just, uh, I would be genuinely shocked. Mm-hmm. I would not be disappointed. Right. I would be genuinely shocked if oh, they sure. went that way. I would be too. That's why I'm saying, yeah, whether it's most important <laughs> or not. But but you, this this leads us to an interesting segue. So, a star is born. I, I was just talking about kind of this morning with some people. You know, that really is a classic Hollywood story. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's been remade three times, so it's been made four times, right? At least for American audiences. I think there's actually been a foreign version as well. But there's something very very compelling just conceptually about the idea of like a falling star an established star in whatever field, whether it's movies, rock, you know, music, whatever it may be, because it's been kind of reblended a couple times and then an ascending star uh, and, and the falling star sort of giving the ascending star a shot and then them falling in love, but one not being able to deal with that dropping out of the spotlight and another one going up. Like there's something that's so, that's almost Shakespearean to me. I think you're, and you're touching on the concept of popularity. What is a, what is popular? What's universal? What works for exactly. And so that's why a movie like Roma, um, Ah, which is beautifully made. I just, and, and, and very well could win best picture simply because it is, um, Technically, uh, t- technically, and uh, and uh, artistically, so well made. Mm-hmm. It uh, doesn't, um, I, you know. <laughs> but all okay. So <laughs> you you appreciate it. You appreciated popularity. that film. Yeah, you appreciated that film because you you understand this stuff and you see enough stuff that you you have an appreciation for this. Did you care about that? No. Okay. Me neither. No, not at all. And and, and I'm not knocking the film at all of because i've talked to a lot of people that have but no, I, also, I think this is our podcast we right and say whatever right. we want yeah screw all you people no. yeah i mean um I no, seriously care. thanks for listening <laughs> please tune back in tell your friends no so i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bridge bridge into a story i just bought these mics nobody's paying me <laughs> they can all fuck themselves <laughs> i am not <laughs> we're having a good time we're having some drinks doing so this for us let me bring this up then real quickly because i just think it's too good a story not to share so my mom who is, shout out to my mom, Diane Finan, a great lady, does not tend to see a ton of films outside of, you know, the Hollywood norm. Oh, sure. Yeah, hey, blockbusters. Most people. Yeah, Yeah. love to Star is Born. It's not not like she's just going to whatever the Marvel movie is, but, you know, doesn't necessarily go as artistic as something like Roma. Right. So she and her group, her Tuesday night group, a couple couples back in Goldsboro, North Carolina, um, she calls me and she says, Hey, we're going to watch Roma tonight. I'm very <laughs> excited. And I said, okay. And I knew my mom's taste and we, we've talked about things and I went to film school and I've I watched some, some very, um, kind of out there things and I've recommended certain things and she hasn't liked certain things, but I kind of know her taste. Right. And I said, I'm very proud of you for checking this movie out. I think it's good. I think, you know, check it out, see what you think. I don't think you're going to like it at all. At this point <laughs> I'd seen it. I said, but approach it with an open mind. You know, yeah. try to make some connections. It's not going to be as straight of a storyline as you're used to, kind of the classic three-act story structure that we're used to. Right. Um, it's going to be more environment and tone, and, you know, maybe you just marinate on it, and by the end, you come up with an idea of what it's about. Right. But let me know what you think. She calls me back a couple of days later. She says, Patrick, 
what was that about? Right. <laughs> what was Roma about? And I right. said, well, never seen any Italian neorealism. You've never seen anything, you know, outside of the real Hollywood structure. Thought you wouldn't like it. She says, I did not like it. And I said, did any of your friends like it? And she said, no, they did not <laughs> like it either. So we talked for a little bit and I brought up some points that I think really did kind of land. And she said, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And I thought about, you know, class system and what it says about human suffering and no matter where you are and connections and all this other stuff that you could argue. But the point is she didn't really care. So no matter how technically good that movie, and it brings up an interesting question. It's like, you know, what are we awarding? What is the best film? Is it something that's relevant to the culture now? Is it something that's relevant to, Hey, you know, we all talk about now how, um, Brokeback Mountain didn't win. And is that, a better film because it pushes the envelope for homosexuality and, and, you know, what they have to deal with in culture, or is that just a great film all around? You know, La La Land, great film. Is that as good as Moonlight, which is, you know, maybe more relevant in terms of culturally right well, now. Moonlight or, won best picture. Correct. Yeah. Despite, <laughs> so, despite. I don't know what point you're making. Um, despite the uh, announcer's uh, best efforts yeah, yeah. win best picture well, but the point is are we grading it just on a technical level are we saying this is the best made film are we saying this is what's important to the culture at the time they really don't define think, these rules I think no one knows I think literally no one knows the answer to that and right. I think that even the academy voters the long standing <laughs> academy voters have no idea what they're voting on they are they're probably voting on a million different metrics some of them are mm-hmm. deciding it's whatever they uh, had the most fun seeing and and that's all perfectly fine but i think uh i think that the right answer is that it needs to be the most technically well made film and it needs to check the most boxes uh, for uh, how well a, a movie can be made. And that right. includes every technical category. Yes, we have Oscars for the technical categories, but I think it in, it needs to encompass all of those. Right. And it needs to just be the most competent film. And that's why I think this year's nominees are kind of a joke because uh, to, to Ooh, specifically call out a few, Bohemian Rhapsody um, and, yeah. uh, and Vice and Black Panther... Uh, I think those are the big ones I think are just not technically well-made, I think. Or they, as well-made as the others, maybe. As maybe some of the others. Right. Um, I think Green Book has a lot of flaws, even though I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably the only ones of the Best Picture nominees this year that I think kind of do belong there are probably Black Klansman, even though I didn't love it, but I right. absolutely agree that it was extremely well-made. And then the favorite... Uh, probably Roma um, and a star is born, even though it's kind of a different, it's a different uh, vibe of a film from right. the rest of these. I think it is probably the most competently made. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that, uh, that other movies this year that were even more competent than all of these are not nominated. So right. I guess, you know, we could do this every year and be pissed about what's not. For, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we could uh, be like well, everyone on the try, internet. Let's try not to do that. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Let's not be those people. We're, we're new. <laughs> well, but here's the, I think what you hit on that I think is, I completely agree with is, okay, what, let's break it down this way. What checks the most boxes, right? Of, of course you need to be compelled. You need to be connected to the story on some level. Um, at the end of the day, we're telling a story. So we, I don't think you're going to overlook that. Maybe I'm just going full screenwriter. No, uh, screenwriter. I think, yeah, absolutely. But I think that's important. But then on top of that, you definitely have to weigh in. All right. But on top of that, 
let's look at all these boxes. Because like you said, this is the ultimate collaborative art form. This is what's amazing oh about God, films. Yeah. What's so great about them? I mean, thousands come on, man. Thousands of people yeah. per one of these films. Who are experts in their department. You know, yeah. we've got, yeah. what, what is the music that sets the tone? You know, the, if Star Wars was famously saved, right? Like George Lucas saw the cut, you know, the final cut and yeah. said, this is not going to work. And then yeah, was, John Williams puts on the score and it's like, holy shit, yeah. look what we've got. And yeah. it's, you know, one of the great remembered films of all time. So that, so we're going to come back after the Oscars and kind of talk about this, but I did want to just mention this before we kind of break yeah. and then come back afterwards. Do, do you have a movie that you think will win? And do you have a movie of the nominated films that you think should win of these eight? Um, Can you pick? I mean, is that even possible for you um, to pick them? I, I think it's impossible to pick. I mean, I've talked a little bit about w- what I think should happen, I think. but uh, You just named three that you think are kind of above yeah, the others yeah. in that way. Um, I think it'd be really cool if the favorite won. I mean, I'm bouncing all around. I don't really – the thing is I think the category is so messy – this right, year right and other categories are not as messy when you look at um a lot of the other categories you go oh yeah that's exactly who should be up for that mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. but best picture i think is really messy and i don't <laughs> kind of know where they got these this is so interesting because um, this is the first year that i can remember i always pay attention to the oscars yeah and this is the first year i can remember also kind of similar to you yeah not only, and I haven't, I've specifically not read things this year, you know, predictions and things oh, like right, that. Right. But not only do I not really know what's going to win, I like all the films I've seen, which is seven of the eight. The favorite right. is the only one I still haven't seen. But I I will not be disappointed regardless. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, that one didn't win. Early on, I remember thinking, you know, A Star is Born is going to take this. Really, and for some reason, when that. I saw it, I connect. But again, that's the first of all eight. Right. <laughs> I mean, oh, there was no comment. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, "This is Oscar bait." You know, I remember thinking, "Oh, really?" It's a classic story they're repeating again and again. Oh, it's I hope Bradley it Cooper's first go, I, I, and I would in no way would I be disappointed. I did connect to it. It, it did. It meant something to me. But at the same time, I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't win. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I'm not going to be overjoyed yeah. if something else wins. And it's been a while. Since there's even the movies that have been my favorites over the past several years, Her was one of my favorites. Right. Arrival was my favorite. I didn't expect those movies to win, and I wasn't disappointed when they didn't. It was just the movie that I remember thinking, okay, in 10 years, that's the one of this group that right. I'm going to remember and think was the best movie. Right. So it is kind of interesting. I'm very curious, but I have no idea who's going to take it. Right. And I'm not uh, emotionally invested the way that I used to be. Not because I don't love movies, I'm just not emotionally invested of these eight in one or the other. Right, exactly. And and I'm with you uh, on these eight. Uh, I am in, emotionally invested in If Peel Street Could Talk. And since right. it's not nominated, I'm going to go make another drink. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do, we've got a couple categories to kind of cover. We're obviously going to come back. We're going to do a post-Oscars chit chat is here. currently 433 so yeah, so we're very close very soon very close we're going to cover what they what they picked we are also going to cover our best or our i guess our picks for the top five not even the best just our favorites the top five best picture winners of the past yeah so all through oscar history we're going to pick our five of all the best picture winners but we are also going to name our five favorites of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture and didn't win. Right. Kind of compare those lists and just sort of talk it through. 
obviously there are a lot of great films that were nominated for best picture that did not win yeah and we will be picking from much more many more movies we'll be picking from 91 films for the best picture winners but we'll be picking from four times that much at least yeah because sometimes they were up to 10 movies but at least five for the great films that did not win best picture so we're gonna come back with those uh emma stone right there or i just clicked to the red carpet i caught her backside Her, her Outfit looks a lot like um, the uh, next generation era Klingon shoulder pads. <laughs> we will we will bring in They're next kind of generation like and Star Trek as much as possible. Interesting. Deal with it. We love it. Mm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Right, We're excited cool. to get back to you guys and let you know we'll be back in literally no time. Yep. Uh, on like podcast time. 10 seconds. <laughs> so okay. hang tight. See you in one second. All right. Okay. We are back. The Oscars have just concluded. Yep. Our friends have left Kelly's apartment. Thank God. Everybody on the East Coast is asleep. <laughs> Despite not having a host, the Oscars ran over by about 15 minutes. My girlfriend is asleep, and we are back. Yeah, we are. Because we are committed. Uh, Kelly, Green Book won yeah. Best Picture Crazy. of 2018. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I'm I'm mostly on board. I mean, uh, I, I, if, if um, I think we talked about this, if... Uh, Black Panther wasn't going to win it. I kind of wanted it to be uh, A Star Is Born, but mm-hmm. um, I, but that's you know I don't know. There's there's some good movies in there. It's hard, but I'm I'm honestly looking back, I would have been fine with any of these as yeah. long as it wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and considering enough. how many that won, um, I was really worried that we'd get to Best Picture and it was going to win and it would feel really lopsided. But uh, yeah, kind of crushed. At least. Uh, yeah, there were there was enough evening of it, I think. Yeah, there weren't any that was going to really disappoint me. Right. Um, like I said, I'm not overjoyed about... <laughs> I, I'm not overjoyed about Green Book, but I wouldn't have been overjoyed about any of them, really. Um, I think early on, I felt really strongly about A Star is Born, and that has kind of waned right. slowly but surely. Not that I don't yeah, still... just got to watch film. it again. Yeah, that's true. It was just a long <laughs> It's going to suck you right back in. <laughs> but yeah, so Green Book will be on the pillars at the Dolby Theater, and it'll join yeah. all the other films yeah. that have won in the past, and uh, that's that. That is that. So there you go. Cool. Um, it's a story about love. As it is. said over and over and over again. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so it joins all the past winners. And we talked about earlier of all the best picture winners. Yeah. I had asked you to come up with five that have won over the 91 year history of the Oscars and decide what are your favorite five best picture winners. Do you have a list of five? Um, uh, yeah, I wrote some down and um, I just wrote these very quickly. So this is, I think this is a disclaimer for the future of this podcast in its entirety. <laughs> we reserve the right. Whatever I say, I don't really mean it. We reserve the right. Almost to 100%. Adjust our views <laughs> at any point. But uh, this is, I but I do trust my gut uh, pretty much 100% of the time and I looked I skimmed through the list real quick and I wrote down um, some of my favorites that have won best picture. Over the years, gotcha. um, in uh, these just happen to be in chronological order because of how I skimmed through the list. American Beauty, Rain Man. Um, oh, well, American Beauty is tough because, of course, you can't talk about projects with Kevin Spacey anymore without going, "Oh, maybe it's not as good." But it, but, but you that's still not, can. Of course, you can. I just I, that's another yeah. disclaimer where it's just like, yeah, people are so all right. Well, I, yeah, okay. Anyway, but I I loved American Beauty. Uh, Rain Man is is probably one of the most important movies in my life. It came out the year I was born and 
I definitely um, watched that a lot with my dad when I was younger. And, yeah. and it was probably the movie we quoted the most. My dad quotes that movie probably more than any movie that I, I know. Uh, and uh, it's an just, excellent driver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you you name it, he quotes it, uh, <laughs> any part of that movie. And then um, Lawrence of Arabia, just because of the scale of that movie, you can't look at that and uh, and and not think that's one of the most uh, crowning achievements, the biggest yeah. hey, <laughs> achievements Steve, in film. Steven Spielberg's all-time um, favorite film. Right, right. Um, the Apartment, I love. Classic. And I haven't seen it in a while. I need to watch it again, but uh, that just makes me so happy. Right. Um, and the last one I wrote down, because I really was trying to pick some from each era, right. is uh, Miss Miniver, which I saw in... Uh, you know, in film school right. in a class and just remember loving it so much. And I watched it again after those years, uh, you know, kind of writing about it and whatever. But then I, uh, I haven't seen it recently, but I just remember a very, you know, very gut reaction to that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I am actually kind of excited to see Mrs. Miniver on your list <laughs> because no one really remembers that. Like you said, yeah. it's a movie of an era. It right. Very, very, big and successful movie in uh, the 1940s. Right. And I've gone through all the old Oscar winners and kind of tried to systematically go through them and see all of them. Sure. And that movie really stood out to me also. I did not pick it on my list. Cool. But I remember just thinking this is really a standout movie for the era. It's a unique movie. It's an original movie. Um, Really, really good film. Yeah. If people out there are into any of the classic films and you haven't seen Mrs. Miniver, check it out. Nice. It's really a solid. Well, I'm glad you agree. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's- Because I, I could be full of shit right now, yeah, but I no. feel less I'm, full of shit. I haven't actually seen it. I'm just- <laughs> No, no, no. no it's, You're the it's best really wingman. Solid, <laughs> solid film. I just like you, man. Um, yeah. I made a little list as well. This, okay. This was actually yours? really hard. I found it harder to pick five from the best picture nominated that didn't win. Right. And I don't yeah, know agreed. if that's because, yeah, there's so many great films that didn't win. There are more that didn't win. Or if it's just that, well, there's so many more films. You're not picking from one each year. You're picking from five to ten yeah. each year that didn't win. But yeah. uh, for my Best Picture winners that won, <clears throat> my favorites, um, I could have put Godfather and Godfather 2 on here because I really do think they're they're just so good, yeah. so well made. I'm yeah. not going to put two on there. I'm just going to select Godfather. I'm going to try to yeah. keep it well-rounded. I think the original Godfather is going to be my pick for that one. I love the original Rocky film. Sure. Uh, I still think because of all the sequels, it has become such a kind of a, I don't know, over the top uh, pop culture sort of character. Right. But, but it, it really wasn't yeah, during that first movie. Film. Very, the first absolutely. One. A yeah. drama, you know, very little. <laughs> one montage, guys. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I know we definitely uh, think of it differently now, but right. uh, I definitely Great understand movie. that. Yeah, and a, and, an, and a movie of the 70s, I mean, a, a very, uh, you know, inspiring story, you know, guy hard on his luck, you know, sort of finding yourself worth and love story and all that stuff. Uh, Forrest Gump, to me, sure. is a movie that does not get not only does it not get enough love, I think it gets backlash now because it was nominated and won the year that Pulp Fiction was up <laughs> and Shawshank Redemption was. Yeah. And I know those are great films and we'll get to those, but I think that's a worthy Best Picture winner. Um, if you talk to people, just people that you know, and not just big movie buffs, that's a movie that comes up a lot for people's like favorite movie, movies they love. Um, and I also think like a movie that's underrated, you know, Zemeckis makes that movie and now we can do a lot of this stuff, but sort of drop in Forrest and all these classic 
you know, historical scenes yeah. and clips and everything else. I, I really feel like that stuff's all very effective, very funny, um, really, really well done. Um, I thought long and hard about the movie Annie Hall, mm-hmm. which to me is the the best romantic comedy or anti-romantic comedy, but Annie Hall beat Star Wars. So, so you're I'm not putting it on a list right. ever. So principle. love Annie Hall, but on principle, I'm not going with that. I went pretty Man, far you back are as well. <laughs> I went pretty far back as well, same as you did with Miss Miniver. Um, I believe that Casablanca. Yeah, I almost put that. Yeah. yeah, as much as it's like, seems like a cop out and oh, you're just picking the classic. I really do think that movie is oh, yeah. of all the classic praise and it, it hits all the right beats and all this other stuff. I thought about On the Waterfront, mm-hmm. but ultimately I'm going with Casablanca for the old one. And the Western that I am picking ah. is Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. Yeah. I feel like a Western has to be represented. I God, do I think Unforgiven is a great time. film. Um, I, I don't know. There's not enough time in the day. If anybody's listening that can figure out a way to just pay me to watch all these movies <laughs> yes please you if just, anyone's out can there can you figure that out <laughs> we'll pay us to oh watch oh wait movies. i have to figure it out <laughs> it's, our, it's our dream job well, where's our fairy making a podcast um there's a lot of other greats though man when you go through these there are a lot of great films obviously that have won through the years i love the sting amadeus uh no country for old men i think is great um there, there's a ton but um yeah those are my five i'm going with rocky godfather forrest gump Unforgiven and Casablanca. Nice. For my five best picture picks. All right. Well, then you also asked me to come up with uh, the five didn't win favorites. I did. um, and uh, these also in chronological order are uh, Room. Uh, loved Room. Recent. Yeah, yeah that's pretty recent. Um, and I uh, couldn't, uh, I was shocked. This is kind of the, the shock list. Like you go back and don't mm-hmm. realize things. Yeah didn't win. And I think I said that in the last podcast is it's amazing how much you just would assume, Oh yeah, that won that year. Uh, but room, um, there will be blood. That one famously lost to no country. Right. Um, I'm not a no country fan. Uh, I didn't like it when it came out really. And I, I guess I've seen it since, but, uh, wait, I don't want to do digress too much, but Cohen brothers as a whole. Yeah. You're into most of their stuff. Yeah. You're back and forth. Yeah. Um, I think if I, if it's a scale of one to a hundred, you know, like hate to love, uh-huh. I'm like a 78 or 80. Okay. We're probably high same, on the list. Same yeah. kind of range. Okay. Um, uh, but there will be blood just was so amazing. And honestly, any Paul Thomas Anderson stuff is, uh, to me is always going to be like yeah. the best movie that year. Right. And last year, um, Phantom Thread was maybe my favorite movie. And it didn't really have any big chance of winning. And everybody, even people that I really trust, kind of just went, eh, it's fine. No, I just recently saw that. I loved it so much. Um, Anything he does, I love. But anyways, There Will Be Blood uh, was was a big one. And then uh, Sideways, a few years later, um, I just rewatched that again recently, and I forgot how much I loved it. And it's just, you know, Alexander Payne is... uh, I don't know that that's such a scrappy movie yeah. uh, that I feel like it was made for five bucks and it just, <laughs> right. it's so good. It's it, so it good. It is great. Sideways is um, fantastic. I thought long and hard sideways was one of my last eliminations. Like, okay. Yeah, list, okay. That was on real. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So we're close on that. Um, then I've got taxi driver, which uh, to me is just, I don't know. I honestly, looking at this list, I was just like, well, what is, 
kind of the most subversive or what's the mm-hmm. most interesting to me. Um, yeah. and, uh, and the last one on the list is a graduate. Um, Great movie. So I don't know. Yeah. None Taxi of Taxi Driver lost to Rocky. The, well, oh, gotcha. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Big year. Well, the whole thing here is you say those names, Taxi Driver, The Graduate, especially. Oh, yeah. Those don't, didn't win. Right. That's pretty wild. Right. Pretty wild. It is nuts. You can look at the list of nominated that did not win. Yeah. And think, man, this is a, a better list than the Oscar winners. Yeah. I mean, yep. it really is a, a pretty yep. incredible list and just great, great films. Um, so like I said, I thought long and hard about the graduate. He, here are some that I do not have on my list, but just to give you an idea of all the great films that have not, won oh, yeah. Go ahead. the best Academy or the uh, Oscar for uh, best, picture. best picture. Yeah. You've got, uh, if you go way, way back, you've got uh, the adventures of Robin hood with, uh, Errol Flynn, you've got sunset Boulevard, you've got. Uh, Charlie Chaplin and the Great Dictator, his mm-hmm. first sound film. Double Indemnity, which I think is probably oh, love the it. best love yeah, film Indemnity. noir of all time. Yep. Lots of great westerns. I mentioned Unforgiven on my Best Picture winning list, but you've got High Noon and Shane, which are mm-hmm. two seminal westerns. If an alien popped down and said, what do I watch to understand the western genre? I'd probably name those two. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. More recently, Her, Whiplash, Mad Max Fury Road, La La Land, Arrival, all did not win Best yeah. Picture. A pair of great movies that start with the word Doctor, Doctor Strangelove, and Doctor Zhivago. Right. Uh-huh. E.T., Spielberg's classic, uh, L.A. Confidential, Social Network, and, of course, The Wizard of Oz. Right. Which lost to Gone with the Wind. So, so many great films that did not win Best Picture. For my list, I could have gone totally personal here. I could have picked Star Wars. I could have picked Fellowship of the Ring. I could have picked Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fellowship of the... Yeah, you know that one. Lord of the Rings. You love that series, Kelly. I picked Star Wars to kind of represent all of those genre picks that did not win and were up for Best Picture. Also, Return of the King won. So, Uh, Mm -hmm. Star Wars is going to be my first pick for Best Picture Losers. Uh, Dead Poet Society, I think, is an incredibly underrated film. I love it. Uh, Peter Weir. I mentioned Forrest Gump earlier. Uh, That beat Shawshank Redemption, which I also think is one of the greatest 10 to 20 movies of all time. So I'm putting Shawshank Redemption on the list. Um, That was also, again, in 94 when Pulp Fiction was up for best film. And if you go on IMDb, Shawshank Redemption is currently ranked number one. (laughs) <laughs> the most democratic uh, worldwide list of uh, Interesting. films of all time. It barely beats out The Godfather. They right. have the same ranking, but I think it's gotten more votes or something. I'm right. not really sure. Um, another one I'm going to throw in there is To Kill a Mockingbird, mm-hmm. which you mentioned um, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Kill a Mockingbird was the same year, 1962, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we read that book in English. That was my dad's favorite film. So this is a bit of a heart pick. Right. I think it's the best courtroom drama. But also, I really do think that's one of the best adaptations of all time. If you go read that book, I think it's one of the best books and films, right. which is rare. Right. They have both of those so solid. I think Gregory Peck's incredible. I think it's a movie and a story that's as relevant today as it was in 1962. Sure. Uh, and the only movie that overlaps on either of our lists, the other one that I am picking, which I guess makes this the greatest film of all time, we agree on The Graduate. Oh, nice. As, How uh, funny. Best picture, <laughs> yeah, not winner. To me, The Graduate is compelling. It's not necessarily a story that is very personal to me, but I think 
it incorporates all of the tools of filmmaking. Like if you were going to ask, how do you tell a movie or tell a story cinematically? Yeah. I think the graduate is, you know, just employs every single tool. I mean, it's, it's told in a way that you can only make that as a film. You know, you could never translate that. I know it came from a book, but you could never translate it back uh, and have the same feeling. It's, it's just all the tools of cinema. But again, I'm leaving out a ton uh, here, you know, that there's <laughs> other great films. If you go through those lists, you go on Wikipedia, you check it all out. There's so many movies that have been nominated and have not went won. And right. That's a more interesting list actually than the ones that have won. Yeah. It's kind of fun to do that. So yeah. I dig that. So. I dig that exercise. Well, let's talk about uh, the Oscars that just uh, happened. Um, and if there's any, uh, like uh, highlights that we want to talk about. I was, uh, captivated by the orange skin <laughs> that's a good that's a good lady, uh, highlight lady that's literally Gaga. a highlight <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of highlights and uh bradley cooper and i don't know if it was just the tv I, uh, we well about. they didn't look here's, orange here's all the, the time. deal i uh, i take exception to that my tv's <laughs> perfectly color balanced perfect um there is nothing wrong with my tv perfect. Um, no, it, it is, uh, it is bizarre because uh, I know when you, when it happened, you guys were showing me some, some, uh, I know chance was here showing me some screenshots of other people, you know, tweeting it and everything. It's just, they're so orange. Um, so that was good, but, but the performance itself, (laughs) fantastic Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper was, uh, was, was fantastic. And they, um, I don't know, they, they, uh, performed it together in Vegas recently, um, and I feel like there have been some other maybe examples of that, but it, it was, a, I think as close to the movie as we've gotten in terms totally of the staging of it and the emotion of it and, uh, her performance of it. Um, I know that at the, even though they were just the cell phone videos of her Vegas performance right, with him a few right. weeks ago was you could tell that she was doing her own Gaga take on shallow as opposed to the character Mm-hmm. Um, Allie from the movie and, uh, this was very, I mean, they, they nailed it. I, I love them. I yeah, love her. That the, the, the performance of it, like you said, the song is great. Uh, um, just stepping up from the crowd, getting on stage. The way they, <laughs> yeah. All, perfectly all staged. Just right. And Absolutely. They finished and, you know, we'd heard a lot of good stuff and I, I turned to Jess who was sitting next to me and I just said, yeah, well, they're going to win best song. You know what I mean? I was like, how can they not win best song <laughs> right, after that? Right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know anything else that was going to win, but I was like, well, that'll definitely win, you know, best song for a film. Yeah. That was definitely one of the highlights um, to me. I was happy to see Regina King win for uh, Beale Street because uh, that movie just deserves so much. And uh, I, I pulled a little uh, tweet here. <laughs> this person, Dana Schwartz, said... Uh, tweeted chris evans win wins best at supporting actress <laughs> when he walked her up the steps um or he was supporting her. it was uh, real cute yeah, yeah. And there was no other are uh, so competition. Funny. man the internet the internet's God, great all you clowns <laughs> anyways um, um loved loved that spider-man won for best animated feature as it should have how great easily easily yep. i think oh uh, uh yeah. you're i'm skipping a Shoot. little bit ahead yeah, yeah. on your list but uh you actually have a connection to an Oscar <laughs> uh, winner now. Yeah, it was funny when it when uh, Oscar nominees were announced. Uh, there's a girl, uh, shout out to Rekha Zitabchi from uh, Film Ed back in Orange County through the film program that I was in in Orange County. She was a, another uh, student in that program. And I uh, were a little bit different in age, but I uh, knew her from some of the 
projects and, right and events and things. And I saw her name recently on things and then she won for a short called period end of sentence. So it was a documentary short subject. Uh, so that was nuts. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shout out to Rekka. Yeah. Shout out and hire us to watch movies. Yeah. Uh, as we asked earlier, <laughs> since you are now powerful. Make it happen, Rekka. Or, you know, just to work with you or whatever it is. No, that is awesome, man. I, I've She's a crazy, can, crazy talent. I, I mean, there's uh, there's so much great talent that comes out of that program in Orange County. Right. Um, shout out to those guys. Well, I can sincerely say that I have never sat with somebody watching the Oscars. <laughs> who knew somebody? Who said, yeah, well, oh, that was somebody that I know. Very bizarre. And, but yeah. it'll happen, man. We just gotta keep. Yeah, we're just gotta keep working. <laughs> keep podcasting. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep podcasting. Yeah. Keep on. Keep those legs moving. Um, and and there's a there's a funny tweet from Pete Blackburn saying, uh, "Period pieces <laughs> are always Oscars bait." Uh, so God, the <laughs> that's a that's a solid tweet. Wins every time. I actually really, really. I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but I. I loved her speech that she was not crying because she was on her period being the movie right. period end of sentence but right 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 an oscar I yeah thought it was a nice little lead-in no uh, you you always wonder even if you don't know the person when you when you have these people especially for short subject they likely have never been to an oscars event oh, yeah. before uh, you can't imagine the <laughs> uh the pressure and the oh, stress and the, the excitement i mean all, yeah. all of those yeah. things that go into it and um, she was totally fantastic, yeah, and she got up there and uh, really, yeah, really, really just nailed it. Right. So because uh, big stars talk about not even remembering, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Right. People who are in front of out. crowds and do yeah, and, and do all that stuff. I don't remember what I said. So did a great job. Uh, very funny. Uh, yeah, really very nailed compelling. it. Really. So so congratulations. Yes. Shout congrats, out. Congrats, Don't forget us, the little people. Yeah. Right. Um, You've also got what do you have? Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, yeah, I noted. Or? I noted that they won for sound mixing, editing, uh, sound sound mixing, sound editing, and editing, uh, along with a few other things. Uh, and uh, that's just wild to me how much it won. Uh, I know my dad's probably thrilled. He loved that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, that was one that had some backlash too, though. I mean, a lot of people were critical of that. Not that it wasn't a good movie, but just that it was getting overpraised. To, to me, it's thing. just. Uh, there are so many better movies, right. uh, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm not, I'm, I'm not obje- objectively right because uh, a majority of people voted for it for all these right. categories. So, those idiots. but uh, no, <laughs> it sure seems wild. Uh, Rami Malek won for, for it, um, but uh, I think one of the best uh, of the night was Olivia Coleman winning for the favorite. She was totally great oh, and delightful great speech, and fun and hilarious. Speech. Yeah. And yeah, she really is fantastic. If you haven't seen the, fa- I know you haven't. Yeah. That's the one. Everybody check it out. It is yeah. really great. And, and you know, I think she's the reason it's great. So they, they, uh, awarded that appropriately. Right. Um, you right. know, shallow one for best song, which is really why we love that movie. So <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's true. It's, it's true. Perfect. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through the the winners here. How about Spike uh, Lee's suit? Yeah, <laughs> the purple Man, suit. Did I, yeah, 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 I loved it with the purple glasses. He, he really, uh, he really uh, old. Yeah, he's he's Spike Lee. Spike. So yeah. what does he what mean? he wants? Gold yeah. shoes. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of Elvis there. Um, free it. solo one for best doc. That's pretty cool. Great, great movie. I um, love that one. I, I did yeah. not see. I, you know, again, I feel like you were talking about. It's like, how can I comment if I haven't seen the other? best documentaries yeah, I but I, I i going to see free solo and watching it i just remember thinking like 
don't know that a documentary can be better than this did, to me. Okay, so, so I don't I forget if we talked about this last week. I don't think we did, but maybe we talked off podcast about it. Did you uh, know his story before seeing the documentary? Yes, and here's the interesting okay. thing. I you know, I'm white knuckling the whole time and I'm so invested and I'm uh, you know, it's just a compelling thing. Yes. And you're so conflicted and you feel But you knew bad that he survived inspired. that climb? I did know he survived that climb. It did not in any way make me less nervous i i don't i can't really explain why i couldn't because it's a fantastic it's, documentary yeah, it's just that's so like well done. that's the answer and here's the thing i had actually seen our buddy kevin yeah who did the musical intro to our first podcast yeah um he uh, i'm, I'm using his music throughout so fantastic. thanks kevin <laughs> there you go check <laughs> actually barefalo is kevin. the music kevin yeah okay check out barefalo on Bear uh, soundcloud um but he had actually shown me a documentary that north face i believe never actually released because it was one of those things where it's like you know he's free climbing if a kid gets inspired by this they go up you know who knows what could happen yeah, exactly we're a brand all this other stuff so i believe they never actually really put it out but they had shot it thinking they would do it oh yeah and he had one of the tapes or DVDs and we, so we watched that. So I had already kind of gone on a similar journey <laughs> yeah. with this kid. Yeah. Yeah. And still going to the theater with my brother and a friend. Yeah. I mean, we all three were just on the edge of so our stressed the out, entire time. <laughs> but you know, inspired and at the same time feeling like this is ridiculous. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was just such a smash up of human emotions. And like you said, just an incredibly made yeah. piece of work. I mean, like the, the idea, uh, even the idea of shooting this, the stuff I've watched behind the scenes on these guys going up the mountain. Right. And, and you know, them as human beings being caught up in this, we know this guy, we're friends with this guy. Oh, we gosh, yeah. are watching this person Can climb up this, this rock with filming no your protection. friend, your close oh, friend fall. The intensity. I mean, that, that, oh, that's so I horrific. Even, yeah. It's an, and I mean, there's plenty more horrific things, but that is, that is truly right. wild. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you that my experience with it was that, um, I didn't think about what the movie was about when I went to see it. I didn't really know. I knew it was about free solo climbing, obviously, but I didn't know who the climber was that it was about. Um, and I wasn't intimately aware of, you know, when the climb was or right. in relation to other free solo climbers that have been um, uh, in the news. And a lot of them have died. That's a big yeah. part of the movie is that so many of them have died. And so I legitimately after 10 minutes in the theater and I was pretty much by myself in the theater was like, wait, this is a guy oh, who God. died. Oh, I'm going to watch him die. And I was like, that's why people love this movie. First, I, I put Ugh. it together that that was what I was about to see. So the entire movie, I wasn't, I wasn't just cautious or maybe thinking that I was 100% thinking I was going to watch him die on film. And then he doesn't spoiler alert. Um, yeah. And he makes it. it's about a, the guy that did it. The guy wow. that did, you know, the, the, uh, the climb that nobody had done and beat the speed record while doing it. So totally insane. And, uh, and so if you're on the edge about seeing it, uh, see it because he does survive and he's a wild man and it's actually a pretty amazing, uh, kind of positive thing. It is but, an amazing uh, movie. But yeah. the the stress that I felt watching oh, it was God. unreal. Yeah. It yeah. um yeah, it's incredible. And you do like you said, they run through you, you essentially find out if people free solo long enough, 
just based on the law of averages, they die. I right. mean, as incredible as these guys are, it's like the idea of climbing something for three hours and making one mistake in a three-hour climb, <laughs> and you're you're dead no matter what if you make that mistake. It's kind of like you think about, I watch the NBA a lot, great basketball player misses one shot, and he's dead. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's that like is, that's a good analogy. Yeah, absolutely. 50%. So right. you, do, you do get that sense, and, and there's one particular clip. I mean, they run through guys who are great climbers. Who which is – which is – Partly why you could say he might be the greatest athlete on the yeah, planet. Easily. I mean, or in history. the pressure and the stakes. The success doing, rate the concentration. is basically 100 yeah, it because has be. it has to be. <laughs> it's never made an error. It's totally insane. Yeah. Right. It, it's unbelievable. They do show one guy. You think he's – I mean, I think they did this just to really sell it. But he's one of the free climbers and he's climbing with no ropes. And he – I don't know if you remember that. I'm sure you'll remember this, but – he falls off the rock face mm -hmm. and he's plunging and you are, your heart stops. And for me, I, you, you can't breathe and you're watching him fall. And then a chute opens. Then a parachute opens. And he's actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. base jumping off the rock. Yeah. But you but, really can't tell. <laughs> but then like, you feel like, Oh, he's okay. That really got me. And later you find out, yeah, he was a free solo climber who died. Yeah. Falling to his death. So you have that moment in your memory and it's just so you well kind of connect it. Yeah, yeah. You kind of apply it back to yeah. that moment and how you felt. And anyway, it's an incredible documentary. Um, I hope we're not scaring people out of seeing it. Because no, see free solo. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. You will be as inspired as you will be terrified. <laughs> um, and it kind of reminded me in that way. I mean, it's a different movie, but it reminded me a little bit of Into the Wild where I was both inspired and also thinking, ah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you could have made it, spoiler alert into the wild. I didn't read that book, but uh, when I saw that movie and, and not having read the book and not really knowing the story, right. Um, I was super annoyed and still to this day, I can't watch Fair that enough. movie because hey, I'm so fucking annoyed. I, I understand. And I've talked to tons of and people who are like this idiot, but you know, plenty of people have kind of corrected me in terms of what I should be paying attention to, but I, I just don't care. It yeah. Just as an, an obnoxious story. That's a movie that has me going two different directions. Same <laughs> as free solo. So that's, right. that's the reason I kind of bring that one up. But, um, well, uh, there you go. Anyway. That's some Oscar talk. I don't I, we could keep talking about Oscars, but we could also talk about and some we other will stuff for another three hours. No, <laughs> no we're going to move on here. So, uh, did I tell you last night I went to see smoking the bandit at new Bev? No. And I went, where were you? Man, what a drag. I didn't tell you because I was on a date, but. <laughs> well, my girlfriend and I had planned to go, not last night. We had planned to go on Friday night. Um, our dog got kind of sick. Oh, no. And we ended up not leaving the dog sure. for that reason. But we had totally planned on going as kind of a tribute to Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, I love smoking the van. It's silly as it is. Oh, fun, no. Fun that's as great. it is. It's, it's just a fun ride. And Jess had never seen it. And uh, I thought that would be great. I'm really bummed we missed it. Um, and all of kind of the, well, I went for you. Yeah. But I, but I'm happy that you, <laughs> happy that you, it was went. really spectacular. They played a bunch of Burt Reynolds, uh, trailers, <sighs> trailers before it, um, Cannibal Run, Cannibal Run 2, some other ones. It, they were really fun. There was also the first Warner brothers cartoon of, uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner uh, no before way. it. That was cool to see, you know, on film. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, just, it was mm. it's always a blast. I mean, you, anytime you go there, it's great because the programming is great, but it really, is. um, but uh, yeah, I did dick. that last night. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> You're a real dick. <laughs> Moving on. No, no, I'm, I'm glad you got to see it, man. We, we really planned on it. And, uh, at some point I'm going to make my way over back over to the, yeah. new Bev is great. What, yep. what a great theater. Yeah. So, anyway. Yep. But here's one that we've both seen. Yeah. 
So yeah, basically what I figured would be a recurring thing on this podcast would be talking about movies we've seen since the last, uh, since the last podcast taping. Yeah, right? Definitely. So one that we saw to together, uh, is Arctic. Um, what do you think of Arctic? I really enjoyed Arctic. Um, Arctic to me is one of those, mo- I kept thinking about, these are two different movies, but I kept thinking about, and maybe we talked about this before, but, um, do you remember all is lost? Sure. Robert Redford. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of uh, comparisons to that in the press oh, right already. On. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. So I'm yeah. not way off base. No, no. I haven't really yeah, read absolutely. anything about it, but I just kept thinking, you know, this is a, a minimalist movie. Yeah. It's a movie with, you know, there's somebody, he's out there, he's in a terrible situation, he's trying to survive against the elements, which are just brutal. I thought this was a lot more brutal than uh, All is Lost. It's I mean, what you want, though. I, in these great, movies, yeah. it's like, show us the shit. And and Show that's how it shit. was. Oh, you so you feel like you run a marathon by the end of this thing. Um, and that's to me the biggest testament to it and, and how effective it is. I mean, you're on the journey with this guy. Yeah. And he's trying to survive. And more than anything, this movie, as well as All Is Lost, is just about the human will to survive. Yeah. I mean, against all odds. Yeah. And I think they nailed that. I mean, I think it it completely holds on to the tone the feel, the setting. I mean, all of that stuff is never in question. You know what I mean? There's, there's never a false moment. I mean, I guess they are on location and it's, it's hard to kind of lose that, but yeah. the setting becomes kind of part of the movie, but I was the whole time. What was it? Not a two hour running time, right? About oh, you know, I don't know. Hours. But yeah, it could be, but um, uh, I was in it excellent. the whole time. Super from, excellent. I mean, even if he's just cranking a battery to try to signal out, you know, you're, you're just in it the whole time is kind of how I felt. So, yeah, it is, uh, it is really fantastic. And it's, it was done by, uh, a first time feature director. So that's, that's the amazing thing. You watch a movie like that and, uh, guy, he, so his name's Joe Pena. I think I'm saying that right. And, uh, he's 31 and he's, uh, done a few short films. Well, now I'm depressed. I know exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, um, he's, Bring up somebody he's really younger. great. He, uh, I, I've been reading about him a little bit since we saw the movie because, uh, I kind of, I kind of heard around the time that Arctic came out that he was a, a kind of a director from YouTube. And then I started doing research about how he didn't get this job because he was successful on YouTube. He does have a pretty big YouTube channel, um, related to playing guitar. He's from Sao Paulo, Brazil. And he, um, uh, he has a whole following in, in his music and his YouTube channel. And it's completely unrelated to making this movie. Uh, the producers of this film, uh, just kind of got, uh, him on board because of his short films. Um, meaning that he did these, you know, independent shorts and they were very good. And, uh, he, uh, you know, succeeded, through the <laughs> through the method that you would think and he just happens to also be pretty successful on youtube um but yeah he had a short t- film called turning point that i watched that was uh that was very good and um very small story and it makes sense that he did this as his first feature but i want to i want the last thing i want to say about this is that the story of the polar bear and how there is a polar bear in arctic uh-huh. is so cool and um, I'm, I guess I'll paraphrase it very quickly, but for the purpose of you got to go listen or watch, you know, Google his name and he's been saying it in some interviews. There's one very long one on YouTube in particular, 
where he tells the whole polar bear story. But basically the short of it is there is a polar bear in the movie. Right. And when they shot the movie, they didn't have access to a real polar bear. Like you would assume you wouldn't. He met with the people that did the revenant and they explained to him that there's no world in which you can get not just a, a, a polar bear, but any bear for the budget that they had right. and that they would need to CGI it. But even that would be nearly impossible on the budget. And so they shot the movie with a, uh, some kind of a fake polar bear arm. Um, and Mads Mickelson was reacting to that. And then after they edited the movie and tried a couple (laughs) of different variations of it without the full bear and everything, uh, he basically got, uh, approval from the producers to go spend some money to get a polar bear that he literally found like on YouTube, a guy that has a trained polar bear somewhere in Canada. And so they went to Canada and the story of them building the set in Canada in a warehouse to then shoot just this polar bear poking his head through the cave. Right. But to have a real polar bear uh, is, is unreal and maybe a first, I don't remember, but the point is uh, really amazing. kind of I love achievement so to yeah. g- get this polar bear on film for as little money, presumably as they had um, is no small thing. So it just makes the film even more impressive. That's exactly. Great, After great I heard story. him talk about all of it, I was just so into it anyway. So everybody check out Arctic and definitely check out uh, Joe Payne other stuff. Yeah. And, and all, Hell yeah. All that Joe. goofy stuff. So I, uh, the, you know, solid movie, but then you say first feature. Yeah. I mean, really, really, right. just really awesome. Really impressive movie. Yeah, um, and worth seeing on the big. I mean, just visually. Yeah, and a lot of it is the setting, but it's it's how it's filmed and how you, it's shot. You get the vibe. I don't know. I haven't seen any behind the scenes of it. I'd like to, but you get the sense that he probably was just <laughs> that it was like such a small group of people making this movie right. because you're out in this snow and and yeah. you picture with the big films these big base camps and you picture you know tons of people and heated trailers and all this shit and for some reason I get the vibe that. None of that existed. That they were just out there, him and a DP, just doing, and it. a sound guy, just like <laughs> making the move. That's the vibe I get. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Yeah, but uh, really, uh, g- great respect for for that uh, yeah. project. Great film. Um, Check it out. Anyways, yeah. So we saw that. I saw. Here's my list of the other ones. Um, I saw The Wife. I saw Lego Movie Two. I saw Fighting with My Family. So Fighting with My Family, uh, you got to yeah, check that out. It is outstanding. It is written and directed by Stephen Merchant. And, and that's the story of Paige, the WWE. Exactly. And it is such a great film. And it is not even just a great wrestling film. It is just a fantastic movie about family. And um, and every single performance in it is the most authentic that you could ever hope for with that kind of, I mean, just outstanding performances all around. Um, and I, I don't think many people are going to see it because like I'm, I've never been into wrestling. I don't know anything about wrestling, um, professional wrestling. And this is, this is like enough to make you really love and right. respect at least a corner of it because right. Right. of how good it is. Gotcha. Uh, saw that, saw Alita battle angel, That's which I love. Oh man, it was great. <laughs> very, very I hope they make a million of them. <laughs> Honestly, it was so good. Um, I saw They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh, that's probably the one on that you've named that I most <clears throat> want to see. Yeah, I think it's still playing, which is amazing. Initially, it didn't have a, a wide release. It was just like a one or two. It had two days that it right. was going to be in theaters under like a Fathom Events, you know, release. Right. And now it's got a full wide release, I think, under Warner Brothers. But And that's um, the Peter Jackson World War yeah, and found footage. 
uh, well, old footage. Yeah, basically, it's it's just the entire movie is based on um, dialogue of uh, after the fact interviews with um, soldiers from World War One. Um, it seems to be mostly all British soldiers, but um, British soldiers, and then the the movie focuses on the British um, soldiers as opposed to anybody else in the world, uh, simply because, and he explains it in a making of at the end of the movie that it was just too much footage and too big of a story to try to tell the story from so many different points of view that it just wasn't realistic. They wanted to really get deep into it with a certain group of people. Um, and it happened to be, uh, you know, the British, uh, you know, kind of departments, but, um, yeah, at the end of that movie, there is a half hour ish making of with Peter Jackson. And it is way worth staying for because it, it kind of explains everything. And if you weren't sold on it, uh, just from the story being told during the documentary, you really see the love and attention to detail. And as I am not a Lord of the Rings fan, um, I don't know that I, what do I mean? Other than Lord of the Rings, what do I know Peter Jackson from? Okay, he made the Hobbit films also. I did mm-hmm. see those. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he make? <laughs> Heavenly Creatures. I mean, he okay, was, yeah. he was I didn't the see small, that. you know, low budget indie horror movie. Guy right, okay, right. For these huge films and all the Hobbit films. And did Lord he do Frighteners? He did. Is that him? I remember that, okay. With Marty. Yeah, with Marty. <laughs> <laughs> from Back to the Future. That's, yeah, that's all we need. Enough said. Um, he did Brain yeah. Dead. He's this little Kiwi, you know, right, right, filmmaker. Right, right. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just fascinated by the idea of this project. Well, man, if I didn't know anything about him or care about him before, um, no offense, I just didn't have any yeah, yeah. perspective. I love Lord of the Rings enough for both of us. So. Oh my God. When just hearing him talk about the attention to detail that he had, um, the sound department and the, the authentic, uh, you know, costumes and right. cannons and machinery and everything. It's great. It's great. Listen, just, just the idea of footage that did not have sound recording that day and age and having lip readers come in so and figure out what they were saying exactly voiceover actors come in and add the dialogue so that's a that's a portion of it original music is a portion of it mm-hmm. and then original soundscape you know a, a, a essentially fully right. but accurate and right. you know actually period equipment accurate and then on top of all of that you can throw all that out and you can just be amazed by the technical achievement in how the footage was modified to be viewable by our eyes today in terms of frame rate, right. um, at, you know, uh, creating a, uh, creating a continuous film out of all of this footage that is variable frame rates based on the fact that these were all cameraman cr- hand cranking. So it was inconsistent frame rate yeah. and then making it all pretty much flawless and then colorizing it. Unbelievable. So uh, they show some of the techniques involved in that and it is unreal. Well, that is the one I only know you and our buddy chance shout out to chance who have seen it. And both of you obviously have had the same opinion. Yeah. An incredible thing. And to me, this just the idea of this, I have not seen it yet. The idea of this movie feels, I don't know if more important, more unique than really anything else that I know of this year. So when yeah. I think about yeah. what this project is, yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm desperate to see this one at some point. It's interesting because it it had a release um, in December. I wonder if it was eligible for the Oscars because the actual theatrical release that is currently happening under Warner Brothers seems to be a 2019 theatrical release, which makes me wonder 
Did huh. those a couple of days in December make it eligible for the Oscars that just happened oh, and it's yeah, missed its point. its time or will it have a chance for next year? I don't know. Anyways, that's right. that's pretty wild. And then uh, yesterday I saw Cold Pursuit, um, the uh, Liam Neeson movie oh, yeah. in the cold. <laughs> taken in the snow. Uh, taken in the snow, it's yeah. It's an interesting movie. I, I didn't love it, but yeah. it was all right. <laughs> it didn't, didn't really shock me on that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's what I saw this week. I didn't really make a list of things the way the way you did here. One one that I revisited, or didn't, I guess I shouldn't say revisited, but I went back and watched um, a movie from way back. It's a 1980 film. Uh, I think 1979 it was actually originally released. But gross. you ever seen it? <laughs> yeah, gross old movies. <laughs> you ever see Atlantic City? Actually, no. Susan Sarandon. No, is that good? Uh, yeah, Burt Lancaster, it's... It's made by one of the famous uh, uh, French New Wave directors, even though it's in English, and it's I guess it's considered a Canadian film. Hmm. Um, but I had never seen it, and and it's on a bunch of lists. You know, it's one of those ones that just pops up. Really? And if you've ever looked at the thousand one movies you must see before you die, you know what I mean. It's on that one. If it's on right. global cinema, the greatest movies, it's on that one. You believe that um, shit, man? <laughs> yeah, this I don't. Pretentious, I don't buy it. Pretentious bastards. Okay, but, that's um, cool. No, wor- worth checking out though. Um, you know, dated, but uh, sure, but good. Um, uh, solid through and through. Um, so that was uh, that was a good one. I've not been to the theater in a little bit of time. Like I said, we we were trying to go, and and the dog kind of kind of got down and ill. Yeah. But, um, but the one of, of yours that I'm looking at that I most want to see really is They Shall Not Grow Old. And it, it, it very likely won't be in theaters forever just based on it right. having such a weird release. So so check it out while you right. can. For I sure. know it's playing it. Oh, the other, one, the other one, I mean, this is kind of backtracking a little bit. Yeah. But the other one that I watched this week, and I'm glad I saw it before the Oscars, was Roma. Oh, yeah. Sure. Which, I, again, we've talked about this already. I don't want to harken on it too long because we've already covered the Oscars. I, I think I just, I appreciated the movie more than I liked it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, that that is kind of the definition it. of Oscar film to me. It's yeah, just like <laughs> That's a fair. Yeah. That's not a, that's, that's not a shocking. Point. That's true. Um but yeah, I think it, you know, I think it was really well made, really solid. I I I'm not going to revisit it. Um and glad I saw it, but not revisit. Well, it. one byproduct of going to the movies is you see a lot of trailers. Yeah. Um have you seen the trailer for yesterday? I have not seen the trailer for Oh yesterday. man, check is that out. That that's the Danny Boyle movie. Yeah, okay. What if the Beatles never existed, yeah. but there was one guy <laughs> that knew all of the Beatles catalog. He would be the greatest songwriter. That's the premise. I it's nuts. It's it's a wild trailer, and I'm very excited for it. It looks really interesting. Yeah, me Danny too. Boyle makes Pumped really interesting movies. So um, there was another one, Captive State, that you should check out. Uh, it's hard to even describe, so I'm just going to say go check it okay. out. Okay. Um, it, it occurred to me uh, watching the Rocketman trailer that came out this week. Love that one too. That when you watch trailers online, the trailers have trailers yep. now. Yep. We're in a weird. <laughs> I got to sit through a movie preview to watch a movie. There are preview. literally trailers. There are like three to five second trailers yep. showing off highlights of the trailer that's about to occur before the trailer starts. And that may be the worst part of life right now. Well, there's gotta, <laughs> there's gotta be an overlap in the movies because you, you're talking about a separate trailer running before a trailer, correct? I'm talking about a lead up to the trailer. So if you click on YouTube, I want to watch this trailer. There are, a few, and I'm not talking about teasers. Maybe you right. think I'm talking about hey, teasers. No, no, no. no I'm, no, I know I'm literally mean. talking about a five second trailer that you're about to watch the trailer. Here are some clips from that Highlight trailer. Of the trailer that you're about to watch. And sometimes they even have like a countdown. 
Okay. I think Rocketman might have had a countdown. <laughs> the trailer starts in uh, three, and then there's a clip, yes. and two, and there's a clip, and then and you're like, what? I and I honestly think like these are spoilers. <laughs> okay, so you're we are, spoiling the trailer for we, me. We are talking about different things. I was talking what about when you pop on the YouTube going on? and you've got to watch a trailer leading up to a separate trailer. Oh which no, is I, funny yeah, enough. I'm not talking. You're talking about you like the ad? talking about something beyond. No, yeah, it's very specific. And, here are the highlights and evil to the trailer you're about to watch, which. I agree. That are a part of the same video. <laughs> Not only do I think that trailers too often give spoilers. Oh, yeah, of course. Now we have highlights to the trailer you're about to watch that is going to spoil the trailer that will then spoil the film. Yep. Yep. In, <laughs> in different ways. I so, think yeah. the, the, the moral Nutty here era. is just don't go on the internet. Nutty era. Nutty but era. of course, the biggest thing since we, excuse me, recorded last is that uh, we got the full Aladdin trailer yeah. because we talked about this in the last one about. Uh, Will Smith saying, no, no, don't worry. I'm blue in the movie. And then of course the Aladdin trailer came out and he, uh, is so comedically and comically and horrifically presented in those few seconds at the end of the trailer where you're just going, what the fuck? We hope to talk about not what I thought this was going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you see this meme I pulled up, which I loved this week is it's an evolution (laughs) of him spraying, (laughs) on the wall in the, uh, in the intro to fresh Prince, And it happens to be blue spray paint. And then he's miming, miming to the cop that, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, tagging. I'm just, uh, spraying my armpits. And then it happens to be blue. And then he's blue in the movie. Anyways, I would say there is as much negative buzz for Aladdin. Right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. As there is positive buzz for Lion King. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, Oh my God. Chills. You watch the Lion King trailer. Chills. Yeah, and they must be thinking, good God. Well, I know why. We <laughs> His name's Guy Ritchie. He's <laughs> okay, a madman. Fair enough. So we're Stop say giving it's all, him movies. It's all Guy. Okay. He's not good. Right. Fair enough. He's objectively bad. I just can't I imagine working on bad, something. But he's made like some great that. stuff. But right. in maybe recent not years, Aladdin. no. Maybe, yeah. And also maybe not Aladdin for his. <laughs> but I just, I just can't imagine putting that much into it, no one having seen it, but based on the trailer, right? This much anger. I mean, it it, it really. Yeah, you talk to everyone; they're just like, "Good God!" And by the way, that trailer released, and every time I've seen the theatrical trailer in the in the theater, it has not been that trailer. Meaning, I have huh. a theory that Disney is keeping that trailer from actually playing. In most cases, like I, I believe that it's still on the internet because it, it right. was a trailer they released. Right. But I think that they're choosing to not have that trailer play. Um, in all the new movies every weekend because uh, it is shocking and weird. Right. The anyway. moral of the story is you never follow Robin Williams. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe that movie will be good, but it sure seems like it might not be. You would also know to John Wick 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see that trailer? Bring that up. I love Frank Sinatra singing. Oh, it's really, really, so really pitch perfect the best choice yep, absolutely have the impossible dream running. those movies are just every <laughs> hey. movies are okay so i don't everything know everything you want in an action movie i it, it just so satisfying yeah. yeah oh my god and you know uh i i i want to reiterate what howard stern has said a bit recently which is um movies are the greatest american export they are yeah and i i just i, I don't see anything else that we have that is as as high quality as our films. Right. So that's another example where you just go, God damn it, John, yeah. John works. So that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Right. 
<laughs> and and it's unapologetically exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. And everything you want in a straight, hard R action movie. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, again, this is not the kind of movie that's going to win any kind of Academy Award, but if no. you're judging on what did you set out to do, what did you do? I yeah. just feel like it's a 10 out of 10 on yeah. what they've done so far. And yeah. It looks like they're going to do it again. So I think so. There you go. Anyways. Um, so are you caught up on Discovery? Uh, no, you're not. I'm way behind on all TV. I've um, been catching up on You movies. said you watched the first episode, though, of this new... So, yeah, we're yeah. transitioning to some movie questions. Yeah. Or, excuse me, some TV questions from movies. TV, I've done the, the first of Discovery Season 2, uh, which I really enjoyed probably better than all the episodes of Season 1. Exactly. And that's how I felt when this season started. So well, I think we're on Episode 6 now of okay. Season 2, so you're a few weeks behind, but... Um, they've been all mostly really good episodes. I do feel that, um, one of the major problems that I think a lot of people are not talking about is just, I, I think a lot of the acting is really terrible. Um, <laughs> but, but without getting into it, just to leave you with this, um, the most recent episode is, uh, a Saru based episode, which he is the best part of the show by far. Doug Jones plays Saru. Right. Um, the, uh, he's a Kelpian. That's his race. And it is a Kelpian back. Uh, it's a Kelpian story. And if you, uh, there was also the short treks. Did you watch any of those? No. So there were four short films made before this new season started that you need to watch oh, also right that give Connective you backstories and okay. eh, not really, but sort of enough that you should see them. Right. Um, but there's one, uh, of the Saru kind of, uh, origin, I think. Um, and I think it does play in enough that you should watch it. But, right um, but that episode is one of the best, things I've seen. I just, I, it was, it looked like a million, but I mean, they, they all, all the episodes look so good, but yeah. there's a villain in this episode that is so cool. I don't, it, it, it blew my mind, blew cool. my mind that episode. Cool. Yeah. Um, and alongside that is the Orville and right. the Orville's most recent episode, same thing, same week this week was, uh, it's best episode by far. And it's the beginning of a two parter. All right. So a la best of both worlds. It is bad Ooh. ass Ooh. yeah that's like sort of a teaser of what you should expect but it is so good loved the oral season one oh man season this two. this whole season two there's only been like kind of one episode this new season that has been a little iffy but it's outstanding right so, anyways right. um you saw counterpart got canceled yeah bummed about that man yeah. I, I really liked counterpart yeah i thought it too. was a very very thought it's a slow burn show but there have yeah. been a lot of shows like that yeah. that uh i thought that one would keep rolling fantastic yeah. but um but there you go it's a yeah tough oh well um i have recently crushed the entire rick and morty yeah i'm new to um and can't say enough positive so, things about it i know i'm late to the we party. could talk for hours about that and we're not going to yeah. but um the the last time we talked on the podcast i uh, or maybe it wasn't on the podcast. I said, did you get to the Shejuan episodes yet? Um, so you know what that means now. Yeah. And if it is important to you, I do have a packet of it um, from when McDonald's brought it back temporarily. <laughs> so if you want to eat it, you can. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> it's nowhere near as good as Rick says it is. <laughs> it is just mediocre at best. Oh, but the amount of press and craziness around that pickle sauce rick. yeah, yeah <laughs> and pickle I rick it. i love it everything yeah. Anyways, everything to that show I love when it. i was everything. uh when i was working on the john mayer tour a couple of years ago uh john mayer had a pickle rick uh, <laughs> pair of shoes i think made it was just a custom pair of nike air maxes that were oh. uh that were 
pickle rick like uh, a themed meaning that it was just shades of green and he called them pickle rick like he put it on his instagram and then i saw him wearing them on stage and then i think that night he was also wearing a rick and morty shirt and it was during that episode it was like that episode had just aired you should have definitely swiped i don't know (laughs) get fired oh my god it's great it's great great. anyways moving on what else we got um Let's see. So there's a new poster for Zombieland, uh, which oh uh, yeah, the yeah. sequel to Zombieland is finally coming out ten years later. Uh, and it's it, called. It's been ten years. It's called Zombieland Double Tap, which I think is called. <laughs> great, great, cool, title. cool title. Yeah, great title. Um, and it's uh, it is a great poster. It is a, a, a basically an exact clone of the original poster, and they're all just a tiny bit older, um, or ten years. I, I don't want to gloss right over this, but do you have written down the re-release of Waterworld? Okay, so uh, I did not. Wait, everybody, strap in. Uh, wait a second. So it's good. Uh, it's, let me just. Uh, I'm sorry, I jumped in. No, I got yeah. too excited. Uh, all good. Let me uh, let me find this uh, Zombieland double tap picture because it's it's uh, it the looking at them side by side is really what you want to do, and uh, yeah, there it is. Look, it's That's same people. Great. And it's just 10 years later yeah. and it's perfect. Well, we talked last week about uh, a poster that was exactly the Land. same. Yeah. That was for Witches of Eastwick <laughs> and uh, Duff Becomes Her. This is which, which I spent a little bit more time looking at the two of them and uh-huh. realized that they're not identical, stylistically. but, but yeah. stylistically and from afar, when you're looking on Google images, they are nearly identical. But Zombieland has recreated their they, their own poster yeah. on purpose. So what I noted there is that... Um, Waterworld is set to have a re-release, not a reboot, but a re-release of the movie with 40 minutes additional footage good added. God. How cool is that? Good. I'm I'll, very I'll go. excited. I'll go, but good God. This is <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say about this. And Universal has now closed their Waterworld what? Uh, exhibit. Is that correct? They're, no. they're changing it to something else? Wait, no, 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 no. Am no. I making that up? I mean, I hope not. Okay, so I was just at Universal not that long ago, maybe a couple of months, a few months ago. And it was, up until a few months ago, I think closed for a period of time for something. But it was uh, it was fully running. Mm-hmm. Are you maybe thinking of Jurassic Park? No, I, I, I had heard, and this could be inaccurate, I haven't done a deep dive on this, that they were closing up, finally closing up Waterworld and transitioning that stunt show to a different stunt show. Gosh, I hope not. Um, I'm Googling it as we speak, but um, uh, I have no, I feel well, there's like. There's one I'm, article there that just says still up and running. That so was from maybe. 2010. Okay. Um, because, uh, well, I'm, I shouldn't put that stunt show. Um, it, it Waterworld stunt show is one of my favorite things to do in life and i have some good friends uh lee and adrian that live here in la and they oh my god wait here it is someone this is from a few fun. months ago yeah someone oh no 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 this is no and uh lee and adrian had never they had a uh, season passes to universal and i think it was always closed and they didn't even know what it was mm. and they had been to universal a bunch of times and i finally went with them and they were like, how oh, have we never seen this? Right. Um, but this is an article from August of 2018, so just a few months ago, uh, that the Universal Orlando, uh, whatever the uh, Sinbad stunt show is, right. uh, is closing. So maybe you read about that, and there's some uh, talk of, I wonder if they're going to replace it with Waterworld. I don't know. Anyways, um, 
I don't see any news about this. So I think well, I, I, I can't, I hope I'm wrong. I can't, I can't quite bring myself to, um, yeah. <laughs> believe that. Well, Hey, look, I hope I, one I hope day I'm, it'll close, but not today. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, not today. Kevin Costner, you know, believe in your dream and go after it. Right. Shoot oh, on the God. open water. What could go wrong? Right. Um, 40 additional minutes, 40 more minutes. Um, this is fun. The Marvel has a uh, Captain Marvel website to promote mm-hmm. the new movie. Mm-hmm. That's soon. Oh, wait, that's March, right? <laughs> March is, oh my God! Wow, <laughs> they're really going because the movie, you know, is the nineties, ninety six. Yeah, film, so. goodness gracious, pretty that's cool, incredible. So yeah, it check looks out like Space Jam, Marvel dot like com slash uh, Captain Marvel, um, and uh, it is a really fun. Yeah, exactly. It looks like the still existing uh, oh, Space Jam website. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's just fun to look at all this stuff that used to be like (laughs) this. And you can't describe this. You have to go to the website. It took someone a lot of time to build this, to make it look this shitty. (laughs) It's really good. I love it. Anyways, perfectly. Good job, Marvel. Really good. Well done. Yep. Well done. They they know what they're doing. Nominate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's uh, some of the miscellaneous. How's the bond watching with Jess going? Yeah, that's part of the reason I haven't seen a ton of other stuff. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend has never never really gone through many James Bond movies, and I have uh, been schooling her in the art of 007. We are, I guess there are 24 official Bond movies now, and then hmm. the Sean Connery Thunderball remake, Never Say Never Again, which we will also be watching, so 25 total. We just want to be done by the time Daniel Craig does his final bond. Oh, sure. Be bond well, you got a while. Bond. Yeah. So we got plenty of time, but yeah. we have rolled straight through eight James Bond movies. We have done several Connerys. Wow. Several Roger Moore. That's Morris, a good chunk. Pierce Brosnan. We're kind of starting with each Bond early on. Yeah. Sort of shuffling between all of them. Kind of get get um, get your bearings with yeah. what they all are. Yeah. And trying not to stay in one era for too long. So. Did you watch... Um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service? We have not okay. done Her Majesty's Secret Service yet. I feel like that one has to kind of go in an order with Connery's. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, we're, we've done, we just did Moonraker, which I think is about <laughs> as much of a jump the shark bond as you get until Die Another Day. Jump the jump worst. To Jaws? Jump Jaws? Yeah. Shark? Jump. Is Jaws the shark? You're jump over the moon. Um <laughs> Anyway, and uh, you know, most of Jess's comments were just, I, I can't with this. I can't and, with and, this. And then she stayed with it, you know. Oh, good another, for her. Another five minutes later, I can't with this. So, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we're, I mean, we're having a good time. She's having a good time as well. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, man. It's fun to rediscover these with someone else for the first time and see the stuff they really love yeah. that they haven't seen that you've known. Since yeah, before. that is good. I mean, obviously we keep all this stuff in our head. We don't really talk about it unless you're, you're, uh, you know, Matt Gorley and Matt Myra, you're not going to really hash it out very often. Yeah. We don't really hash true. it out. You know, we just, we just know we love. Well, they fun. won't. We don't invite us onto the show. <laughs> That's a good, They've had their girlfriends on their show like Garen, 12 Guaranteed times. their wives. Yeah. Um, they got married, people on there yeah. bashing Goldfinger left and right. Yeah. But they won't invite us. Oh, man. Um, maybe one day. I don't know those guys. Maybe if we uh, create a fake Facebook profile for Barbara Broccoli, <laughs> they'll invite us. <laughs> Barbara Broccoli. That is brilliant. Together, we're doing it. Well, we know how much they love Barbara. We'll edit this part out. 
Barbara. Um, so they won't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been fun. We're yeah. doing a full Bond marathoning straight through, and it, it's been great. I mean, that's what? That's the longest running film series of all time. That's Is that true? I mean, I guess running. that makes sense. Yeah, of nothing course. else yeah. really touches it in terms of, I mean, 62 to today. Yeah. Continuing. So that's yeah. really kind of the one. So um, that's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Well, cool. I don't know. What else we got? I think that pretty it's getting pretty late. I mean, not Oscar really. Stuff. Not like East Coast people are stuck yeah. in the middle of the night we're, talking uh, about the Oscars. But well, now we're gonna go home and go to bed. Uh, yeah. You want to go to the Peterson Auto Museum tomorrow? Oh hell yeah, man! Let's go to the see Peterson the DeLorean Auto Museum. Anybody else is invited? We're going tomorrow. You're not gonna hear that we'll sometime. <laughs> That's physically. It's technically. It's impossible. Oh, fair point. Don't invite other people. We're gonna hit. The we're time gonna go see the DeLorean episode. time travel episode. We're gonna go see the DeLorean. Uh, for everybody out there, thanks very much for tuning in and listening to us again. We hope you enjoyed the Oscars. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Good night and good luck. And our website is moviesandshit.com. That's N, the letter N, shit.com. Check us out. See you guys later. Later.